Welcome back to the Connect the Dots podcast. Oh my goodness, it's been so long since I've sat down and recorded an episode, but I am ready. Like, I'm ready to get back at it. Today, I'm going to give you a rundown of our recent move to Florida. I am really excited to share this experience with you and kick off a new season of the Connect the Dots podcast. I called this episode Burn the Boats because essentially that's kind of what happened. So let's get into it. You're listening to the Connect the Dots podcast with me, Heather Balseric. This show is designed to help you navigate your career understand your customer's experience, and bring us together as we learn more about our communities. So tune in, turn it up, and get ready to connect the dots. I published my last official episode, which was episode 20, on May 11th. Since then, I've put out several like off-the-cuff episodes, sorry, off-the-cuff episodes with the last one coming out on August 7th. I just listened back to that one and honestly, I can't even remember sitting down to record that episode. It has been such a crazy couple of months. So I want to kind of take you back a little bit and, and process through kind of everything that's happened in my life. So, um, Jay and I have always planned to move to Florida. That was always our goal. We've talked about it all the time. And I have been really working to pay off my student loans as fast as I can. And if you know, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I talked about this in uh, episode way at the beginning, um, that I talked about my student loan debt and just the plan to pay it off and all that jazz. But, you know... (sighs) working to pay off the student loans, even though as fast as I could, like, it was still like, just, there was lots of years left. But the real question that a lot of people have asked, well, like, why did you want to move? Why did you, why did you want to move to Florida? Even though you've been planning it for a while and all of that, why did you want to move? Well, part of the story is about Jay. Jay hated his job. Like, I use hate because it was that strong of a feeling. He liked his coworkers and the work wasn't hard, but truly over the years, there were changes that just didn't sit well with him. And in the 12 years that we had been together, I had seen him go from this very happy guy who didn't mind going to work and didn't complain unless they had to work a ton of mandatory overtime or on Saturdays, right? To a guy who complained daily about having to go to work. He was miserable. The joy that he had in life was just gone. He was literally a shell of himself. And it broke my heart. Like, it broke my heart to see him that way. And I was doing everything I could to try and get to the point where financially, you know, we could pay our bills with my paycheck and he would be able to do music full time or at least step away from that job and go find something else that he wanted to do. And I know a lot of people may not understand that. And they, you may not understand it now, or you may never understand it. But if you ever see the person 
that had all of this joy and happiness and you see it slowly leave the person and especially if it's the person that you love the most on this planet, you would fight for anything that could bring it back. But you know, we were dealing with it. We just kept pushing through. We just one day after another, finding all the things that made us happy, going to Lost Trojas on Sundays, um, going on vacations, you know, anything that we could to keep us, to keep us going. And then COVID hit, right? Two weeks after we get back from our cruise, everything shut down. Now we couldn't go out. He couldn't go play music. We couldn't go on vacation. Everything in our life shifted. And we were finding new ways to spend time with friends and family. I mean, we even had a socially distanced uh, picnic in a parking lot <laughs> with our friends. And it was a really, it was a really crazy time. I mean, you all experienced this. We've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before I took the break, but you all had your own struggles as well through this stuff. So in June, our best friends decided they were going to sell their house and move to Florida. Now, I will be very honest, I was pretty heartbroken to think about them being so far away. They are the friends that we cruise with, that we hung out with, but they're also the friends that we talked about moving to Florida with. Like, years down the road, when we're able to move into one of the, those 55 plus places, you know, and, and have the shuffleboard and all that jazz. So, we, those were the friends that we talked about doing that with, and they were like, all right, we're going to sell our house and move to Florida. And I was like, oh, okay, well, man, it's going to stink not having you here. But you know what? We're going to keep our head up and we're going to focus on our plan. We will be down there in no time. So in July, Jay and I were able to go to Orange Beach over the 4th. So restrictions had lifted a bit and we were able to take uh, take a little trip down to the beach. And I, I haven't talked about it on here a lot but I suffer from some pretty serious allergy and sinus problems, which only amplify my tension headaches and my migraines. And I know that on previous trips to areas like Orange Beach, my symptoms have like eased up and um, I've been able to, I've been, you know, without um, a majority of the pain that I deal with on a daily basis. So while we were there, I told Jay, that I wanted to really take note of how I felt through the, throughout the trip. And, and then, you know, how I felt when we got back home and over the four days we were there, I enjoyed a pretty headache and sinus pressure free vacation. I even worked one day. So it wasn't, you know, it's not like stress cause I'm working. Um, I did work one day, no issues. Um, we headed back home, I guess it was a Tuesday, um, or Wednesday. I can't remember. Anyways, we headed back home and we stopped at our friend's house just north of Birmingham to check in with them and see how things were going. And it was when we were there, I started to feel the familiar warmth return to my face. And within three hours, when we had gotten back home to Madison, all of the pressure and all of the pain was back again. And it was at that point that I was just, I was done I was so over it. I had had four days of feeling really, really good. And then for it to all be gone within three hours of being back in, you know, within an hour of my house. No, just done. I was over it. I was so mad. 
I was so upset. And so Jay and I talked about it a few days later and like, what would we need to do? Like if we were going to sell our house, we know, how can we make this happen? Is this doable right now? And I ran this budget so many times, so many templates, so many spreadsheets, um, over and over and over to feel like confident that if we got, you know, this amount of money that, you know, if we had kept our house payment at this much, like that we could afford to live off my paycheck while Jay found steady work, either, like I said, being a musician or finding something he liked to do. And so to do this though, like we had planned, like we would put, pay some money down on my student loans from the profit of the house and then refinance them for however long that it would take, uh, to get my payment down to like $200 a month. It was like, you know what? We were trying to pay them off sooner, but if we're going to do this now, here's what we're comfortable doing. So we, we worked through all that. We, we figured that out. So I called my realtor. And she said that she was confident that we could get what we needed for the house. She was like, yeah, I really think that, you know, we price it at this. You should be able to get this and walk away with the money that that you need. So we started the process of packing up things and staging the house and had them, you come take pictures. And my friend Amy came down from Nashville one weekend to help me pack up some things. And before she left, we went to Las Trojas with her and ate we're sitting there and we're talking about like the student loans. And I mentioned that my plan was to pay off um, part of it with some of the profits from the house. And then once my, um, I have restricted stock units from my job. And so they vest over the course of three or four years. And so my plan had always been that once my RSUs get to a certain, you know, meet the payoff amount of my student loans, then I'm going to cash them out and uh, pay off my loans. Like that's been the plan for years. And um, while we were on that subject, I was like, you know what? I haven't looked in a while. Let me see how much I've got right now. So I pull up the app and I'm not kidding when I tell you that the estimated amount that I thought I would need was almost the exact amount that was sitting there when I logged into my account. I am dead serious. I needed, I needed my stocks to be approximately like $35,000 and that is what was there invested. Like I could cash it out. Like at that moment I could have cashed it out. I was on the verge of tears in the middle of that restaurant. The excitement and the peace surrounding the decision to sell our house and move like that just, it came rushing over me. Like I am going to be pay, be able to pay off my student loans. Like this is amazing. So knowing that it was a possibility way sooner than we ever anticipated, you know, obviously gave us some more money in the budget to work with, but it also kind of fueled us through this process. It kept Jay and I motivated through the long days of working and packing and getting our house ready to go on the market. And we, we listed our house officially on July 28th. This is, this is 20 days after returning from Orange Beach. So 20 days, we said, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, turn around, put it on the market, done, like on the market. And the housing market right now is nuts. Despite COVID, 
And in all of the craziness that's happening right now, the housing market is extremely good. Um, houses are selling like hotcakes. So as we were looking for a home in Florida and working with our realtor here, every time I would find a house though, it would be off the market within like three days normally. I started joking and saying that it could be a drinking game. Like every time a house we, we liked went on the market or went, um, went pending that you could take a shot. And there would literally have been days you would be drunk by 3 p.m. It was crazy. So we, we were like, okay, we can't do this. We can't just look online like we have to go. So we made plans to come to Clearwater the first weekend of August. And we drove down. Jay had to play on a Saturday night. And so we drove, like, we left the gig at 1, 2 in the morning and drove to Florida. <laughs> and um, we, we rested on Sunday and we were scheduled to go house hunting with our realtor, Matt, on Monday and Tuesday. I want to pause here. So, you know, we, we our house is on the market Wednesday. We drive to Clearwater on Saturday night, Sunday morning. And so while we're there, back in Alabama, um, our realtor had our house scheduled to show on Friday and then again on Saturday. And then there was another realtor that was going to show it on Monday evening. Well, around lunch, Bridget, who is our realtor in Alabama, called me and she said that a couple had been riding through our neighborhood and saw that our house was for sale. And they called her and asked for her to show it. So she showed the house to the, to them that Monday afternoon. And that night, the couple decided to put in an offer. So by Tuesday, just six days on the market, our house was under contract. <laughs> it was like, okay, crap. Like, okay, now we, we're here in Florida. We had to find a house. <laughs> so um, over the course of Monday and Tuesday, I think we saw 18 houses. We were exhausted. Bless Matt's heart. He drove, we drove around everywhere. Um, but Tuesday night, we, you know, after we had looked at all these houses, we had a couple that we really liked and we decided that there was this house in Largo that we really liked and and we were going to offer it on Wednesday morning. And overnight, Jay was just up and down. He was Googling and researching and just, you know, like something wasn't sitting with him well. And I was having crazy dreams about the house, like how it was going to be too small and like, how are we ever going to do this kind of thing? And so when we got up on Wednesday morning, we decided that we would maybe offer the other house that we liked. So we drove past the house in Clearwater one more time. Obviously, we couldn't come in because people lived lived there and uh, here. <laughs> uh, people lived, you know, we're, we're still here. And, you know, so we, we just drove past and we just knew that it was the one. The neighborhood the colors of the house, just the feeling like this was it. And so we called Matt and we were like, let's do this. We're going to offer this house in Clearwater. And the owners had two offers to choose from on Wednesday night. It was the longest day and drive back ever. Because number one, it's a very long, very boring drive from Madison to Clearwater. <laughs> it is 10 hours of interstate just interstate. It's just, it's a lot, it's, it's a long drive. But at the end of the day, 
they accepted our offer. So uh, now our house in Alabama was under contract and we had a house under contract in Florida by August 5th in under a month. Like that's so fast. Oh my gosh. So we started packing. We set closing dates for everything. We had inspections on all the houses. Uh, we had to pay earnest money. So much earnest money. Oh my gosh. It is so expensive to buy a house. Oh my goodness. But uh, I do want to pause and I really want to thank our amazing realtors. I We could not have gotten through this with our sanity if it were not for Bridget Dolman um, of Remax in Huntsville and Matt uh, of Remax here in Clearwater. If you are looking for a house in either of these areas, Huntsville or Clearwater, um, please let me know. I will gladly get you their information because they are both amazing. So let me get back. So now we have closing dates set. So we're closing in Alabama on August 27th. We're closing in Florida on August 31st. Uh, and it was really time to get down to like packing. And Jay <laughs> laughed at me and kind of doubted me for a minute because I bought some boxes from U-Haul. I was like, I want good boxes. I want to make sure we have boxes like because U-Haul will buy back boxes if you don't use them. And I was like, okay, well, this is like a you know, like anything that we don't use, we don't use them all. We're going to take them back. Not a big deal. We used every single box, every single box I bought, we used best decision ever. Um, but we decided as well, it would be really smart to hire some movers to help us load the U-Haul so that Jay and I didn't have to do it ourselves. Um, moving furniture downstairs with a 90 degree angle turn. Heck no, not going to do it. <laughs> so we hired movers very, very good decision. So that Friday, we closed on Thursday, the 27th. And the people that bought our house in Alabama said that we could stay in the house one more night and pack up on Friday and leave. So first thing Friday morning, I get up at 4am because I still had to finish packing the kitchen. Jay got up around five and we needed to move the Kia out of the garage. Um, the Kia wouldn't start. Oh, Lord help us. Um, <laughs> that was a very stressful, stressful couple of hours. Uh, we, we got the battery out. Jay took, Jay had to take the 20 foot U-Haul because it's the only other car we had. I had to take that, um, to go get another battery. It was just the battery, but by the time he got back, the movers had already shown up. And bless those men of first choice movers. Again, in Huntsville, Madison, if you need some movers, first choice movers, they are the nicest people. They moved us when we first moved into that house. And then they, and then we called them again and they moved us out of that house. Great guys. But in the craziness of I'm still packing the kitchen, they're starting to pack the truck. Somehow, like an hour in, I like it just dawns on me like, hey, where's our travel bag that's got like our clothes for the next four days in it and my medicines and all of that stuff. They had packed it in the in the truck. I felt horrible because I was like, so I'm going to need you to get it. <laughs> and, um, and they did. Oh, bless their hearts. They did. They un had to unload part of the truck to get my, get our bag, but they did get it for me. I was so incredibly thankful for that. And then my friend that cleaned my house, um, she was supposed to come over and do a final cleaning for us. Um, but she ended up having a family emergency, which 
100% understand. Like, I was like, you do not have to come. No, like, please do not feel obligated uh, to come and clean this house. I will just do what I can. Um, because of, because of what was going on. So we had planned to be out of the house by 2 PM, like out of the house on the road, 2 PM. That didn't happen like at all. Nothing like no, nowhere close. Um, so the moving truck packed to the gills, like we could not fit anything else in that truck. Um, and so, um, we had a lot of stuff though that was not in the truck. Um, yeah, that's not cool. Uh, we had, we had a lot of things that, that didn't fit. And so we ended up having to go to Athens where my car was, it was at my grandfather's house, um, and put items that could wait a couple of weeks to get here, leave those in my car. We moved my car from Athens to Madison, uh, to our friend Karen's house. Uh, cause, um, Karen was going to come pick up Jay from the airport when he came back to get the car. Um, and so like that car's packed down and left at our friend's house. And so we were back, go back to our house to finish like figuring out the rest of the stuff. Um, my friend that was supposed to clean my house, she didn't end up being able to come over because she was taking a couple of things from us. Um, so she did come and pick those things up. Um, our lovely neighbor, um, she was able to let us store a couple of things in her garage. And I am just so incredibly thankful for the outpouring of like love and help from our friends and our neighbors in Madison, um, and the people that bought our house and our realtor. Like, I am just so thankful for all of them, uh, that helped us get through that incredibly crazy day. So finally, it's about six o'clock. Again, we wanted to leave it too. It's now six o'clock, but we are hitting the road, hitting the road, going to Dothan. We had a hotel room in Dothan for the night and we, we get on the road and there's a tornado watch slash warning where we are. <laughs> so we go through all of this rain. We get through that. Uh, we get just south of, I think we were just south of Montgomery or maybe almost to Montgomery, something like that. And I'm riding behind Jay. So Jay's in the 20 foot U-Haul trailer with a motorcycle trailer attached. And then I'm in the Kia with the cat and I'm following them. And I am on the phone with, with our friend Shelly and we're just talking blah, blah, blah. And I go, um, I gotta call you back. And I hung up the phone. Like I didn't even tell her what was happening, but I saw the motorcycle like was leaning and I was like, oh no, I have to call Jay and tell him that this, like, this day has already been crazy. <laughs> and now I have to call him and be like, honey, your motorcycle has fallen on the trailer. <laughs> but I call him and I'm like, hey, we need to pull over and check the, check the motorcycle. It's leaning. <laughs> so he's like, well, can, can it, like how bad? I'm like, well, I don't know. I can't really see it. It's dark. Um, but we probably should pull over and take a look. So we pull over on the side of the interstate. <laughs> Luckily it was not raining at this point, but, uh, it didn't hurt the motorcycle. Like everything was fine. We got it back up, back like secured. And then we finally got to Dothan and in our hotel around 1130 that night, we didn't get much sleep. The cat did not sleep much. He was very confused as to what was going on. And the room was not that great. So, you know, we just, we slept as much as we could. We got up 
Saturday morning, packed up, ready to hit the road again. Destination set, Clearwater, Florida. That's where we're going. Um, Aside from some rain, it was a fairly easy trip. Um, We hit, definitely hit some patches of crazy rain on our way down, but again, pretty easy as it was mostly interstate. And I will say Milo did a fantastic job having never ridden in a car farther than just to go to the vet. He was a champ. He, we bought him this like kitty condo thing and he was very content and, uh, you know, he was, he, he did well. I was very proud of him. Um, and we pulled in to the Candlewood Suites here in Clearwater, just thanked the Lord that we made it safe, secure, everybody was intact, everything made it with us. (laughs) So, uh, we were very grateful for being being at the Candlewood Suites because it was much nicer than the the La Quinta in Dothan, Alabama we stayed in. So that was just a blessing, <laughs> hands down, right off. So that was Saturday. So two days later on Monday, we uh, close on the house, the new house. Um, that took forever because there was some something with the money and the wiring. It, I don't know. Anyways, it took way longer than it should have. But we finally closed on the house, have the keys. It's officially ours. Uh, our friend Taylor came over, helped Jay unload the truck. Um, luckily, the unload was very uneventful. Uh, we got all the stuff in the house. Um, I ordered a new bed from Ikea. So we kept our mattress, but we got a new bed frame and stuff. And it came the next day. And so we camped out on the mattress in the living room for the first couple of nights because the bed frame got there on, or got here on Tuesday. And we, I think we started putting it together on Tuesday. We put the headboard together. That was fine. Then Jay and I start to put the bed together and we, we hit like a bump in the road and it was like 10 o'clock at night and we could not figure out what the heck, like, why will this thing not go together? And it was very, very, very frustrating. And so I was like, I'm just going to walk away and we're going to look at it tomorrow or we're going to have to call somebody. That's it. Like, and so the next day we ended up, I hired um, somebody from TaskRabbit uh, to come finish putting this together. And let me tell you that $90, that for sure saved our marriage because there was a time that I was going to be like, I don't know, because you, I'm about, I don't know. One of us is not going to survive putting this bed together. If you've ever put something together with a significant other, you probably know this frustration. And if you've ever put something together from Ikea, then you also know this frustration. (laughs) So uh, I love Ikea things, but sometimes the instructions aren't the easiest to understand. So it took about a week. We finally got everything mostly in the right spot. About 80% of the boxes were unpacked. Uh, we found a couch. Um, yeah, we didn't have bring a couch either. So uh, we had to go buy a couch and then wait for a couch. Uh, because furniture production, that's a whole other thing. Um, anyways, but now we are. Here, here we are today. Today is October 18th. Today we hung the final pictures in our bedroom. So, like, we're done on the inside of this house. Like, things are out and displayed, like things are where I want them to be. Uh, We have a couch and we have tables and we have all of that jazz. Like everything is in its place on the inside of this house. I am so thankful for that. Praise the Lord. (laughs) 
Um, now we kind of turn our attention to the outside of the house where we are going to really, um, you know, put, put a lot of like work into the backyard. And so we have a contractor hired, um, for some concrete work. Cause we're going to redo, we're going to take out the wood patio and put in a concrete patio. And we're going to put, um, a sidewalk down the side of the house. We're going to add another like a car, like spot for a car to park on the garage, like in front of the house. Um, so that my car doesn't have to sit in the, in the grass. Um, and so we've got somebody hired for that. It's approved by our HOA, like all of that. Like, so we're like a go, go for that. I'm super excited. Um, we really, really do love our house. We love this house. We love our new town so far. Um, I'm very happy to also report that my issues with my sinus pressure have decreased to almost nothing. Like, the sinus pressure and all of the stuff that I was dealing with up there is almost like completely gone. I'm still working through tension headaches. Um, I've been working with a chiropractor for the past month or so, just trying to get my, like everything back in alignment and like back to like where I can like, do my exercises and, and be well. Um, so that stuff is getting better too. So that's, th- that's the story of the move. Like, I told you most of the shenanigans and the craziness. Um, but I want to just kind of bring it back to kind of why I named this episode burn the boat. Because if you've never heard that phrase, you've probably heard maybe like, you know, burn the bridge or don't burn that bridge, that kind of thing. And it really alludes to like famous incidents where like a commander would land in hostile territory and order his men to burn their ships. It's a conquer or be killed kind of situation for them. And I know that's, that sounds drastic and it's not that drastic for us, but, but I want to like, I want to talk through this a minute because people, a lot of people have questioned like, well, why did you do this? Like you had a nice house and you were, you know, Jay was making great money and he had four bands and you know, for me, my job didn't change. My job stayed exactly the same because I work from home. So that wasn't a big deal. But like, there's just a lot of people that really question, like, why the heck would you do this? Why would you burn the boat? Right? Why would you just uproot yourself, selling your house, leaving Jay, you know, without a full-time job? Like, why would you do that? And here's the deal. I mean, number one, I don't really have to explain it to anybody because it's but I want to, like, I want you, I want people to understand because this is what happens. This is what what can happen, right? We got comfortable. Our life had become very stagnant and we were just going through the motions. Um, and this is even outside of just outside of the whole, the whole thing that COVID has brought around, right? This is just, we were just very stagnant and just so comfortable you know, we were living for the three or four weeks of vacation that we got every year. Nothing else mattered. It was, okay, we're going, going to Lostro House on Sunday. And, oh, and hey, and we're going to count it down. We got 100 days till our cruise. Like, that was the focus. It, that was all that we could think about. That was all that we pushed towards. And that was pretty much all that mattered, right? Like, we, we weren't we weren't valuing some other things that are very important like each other. And now that, you know, we live here in Florida, 
you know, Jay and I are closer than we've been in years. And, and that's because, you know, we, this, this was a team effort. This was a team decision. It was, you know, it was the thing that we said, we're going to do this and we're going to do it together. And we're going to lean on each other when times get hard and we're going to talk about things. And, and it truly has made us closer and he's also happier and he is enjoying life again. And, you know, Jay's working on finding people to play with. He's found a couple of people. There's a couple of jam nights that he goes to. Um, he's, you know, put up an ad for drum lessons. And so, you know, he's working on getting back out there and getting to find that thing that he wants to do and that thing that he's passionate about. And we get to spend time with our friends and we're making memories like never before. So, yes, we burn the boats. But we are conquering this new territory together and we are conquering it successfully. So that's it. That's, that's our story. I I hope you enjoyed the shenanigans and the mishaps and, and all of this. But again, I want to leave you with, with something today. And that's, I want you to think about what you want in your life. Like, what do you keep saying? Like, I'll do this when, I want you to think about what that is. And I want you to make a plan. Don't just keep waiting for things to just happen. Make a plan and take action. So sometimes you just have to jump. Um, There is a a wonderful video of Steve Harvey. And if you probably Google Steve Harvey jump, uh, it would probably come right up. But um, it's where he's talking about this concept of just take the step, take the leap, jump. It doesn't matter if you fall. It doesn't matter if you crash. It doesn't matter if you land on your feet. It's the fact that you took the courage to take the step. You jumped, you did it. So think about what that is for you and make that plan, right? Make the plan, take the action, take the step. Um, Don't keep waiting for things to just happen for you. You've got to take some ownership and make the plan and take the action. Okay. Oh, gosh, I've been rambling on now for like 30, 35 minutes. So let me wrap this up for you. Um, next time on the podcast, you are going to hear an interview um, from me and my friend April from upstate Mississippi. She and I had a wonderful and insightful conversation about race and women in the workplace, plus a lot of other things. Uh, We recorded this a couple of months ago um, with when there was a lot of, there's still not, but there were um, like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, like all of that was very fresh in the news. Um, And so she sat down and we had a very good conversation um, about race um, and about what it's like to be a woman um, in um, in an engineering field and in the workplace. So there's it's a really good conversation. I'm really excited for you to hear it. So um, be looking for that. That should come out next week um, or whatever week after this episode airs. I don't have a date yet when this is going to be there. But, you know, if you're listening to this, know that next week, the interview with April, it'll be there. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to end this. I want you to know, though, before we go, that you are loved and you are worthy. And there are great things ahead for you in this life if you trust and believe in the Lord. 
Everybody have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. And we will see you next time on Connect the Dots. So to make sure that you don't miss out on next week's episode, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get notified. Come on and join the conversation over on Instagram and follow me at Ms. Heather B. Dot or at Polka Dot Desk. We are here for you and look forward to bringing you more information about career, customers, and community. This podcast is brought to you by the Polka Dot Desk.